Rusty Quill presents. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ah, excellent. Here we are once again. Ah, it's been far too long. Far, far, far too long. I understand you've had a new year as well. How wonderful. What is it this time? 1882? That was a good one. Uh, no. No, no. Uh, 1974. Uh, 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 there have been better. There have been better. Uh, 2083. Uh, I don't think I have the right implants for that. Let me just see. Yeah, no. One, two, three. No. No, I don't have enough. Oh, well. Whichever new year. Happy new year, anyway. Anyway, this is Tybee Back. Bingo! You've struck gold again, outlaw Ty. Yee-haw! Tex is gonna get a kick out of this one. Look what we got here. Oh, oh! So that's how the Ties were planning on fortifying their array. Oh, wish I'd thought of it. That's what having a whole research department will get you. I've only got a scrapyard. Scrapyard ain't gonna have any iridium, though. Don't know where I'm gonna get that, not without the compound's budget. Oh, you're gonna be proud of my haul, Big Bear. Now that that's out of the way, let's check in on those varmints from base. Uh, oh, uh, looks a lot warmer in there than last time. Guess winter's over. Well, good for them. 
Maybe the mics won't freeze in that shed after all. I wonder... Did they mutiny, or did Ty get sick of trudging through the snow every time he wanted to go talk to him? <laughs> well, next step is to get him out of that dang dome. Hold tight, fellas. We're coming to bust you out, or my name ain't Outlaw Ty. Outlaw Ty. Outlaw Ty. Uh... Oh, Christ, on a bike. It's the middle of the night. Who's coming down here this late? All right, no problem. I just have to put everything back the way I had it. Uh, so, uh, this monitor off, this window closed, uh, the surveillance camera was pointed here. Uh, Taking my flash drive with me. Now, let's get out of. Whoever you are, don't come any closer or I shoot. You hear me? Whoa there, cowboy. I didn't mean to catch you off guard. It's me! Well, don't tell me that you don't remember after all this time. It's me! Viridian, I sneaked you out of the compound after management discovered you were turning into a cowboy. Ring any bells? Viridian, is that really you? In the flesh. Now put that gun down and give me a hug. Come on, come on, come oh, on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's dang. been a while. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. So, how have you been? I mean, I, obviously, I sort of already know how you've been because of compound surveillance and whatnot, but uh, I've been all right. Things are heating up. More eyes on us. Can't say that I appreciate that, but me and Michael are hiding out and scraping by. We've been taking in ragtag iterations along the way. We've built us up something of a posse at this point. I'm glad to hear it. And the uh, cowboy persona is uh, its its coming along. It's coming along. I, I'm not sure that I would be uh, convinced, per se, but I knew you before you were a cowboy. You're making a lot of headway. Accents aren't easy. <laughs> well, you should see Mikey try to do a British accent. He still hasn't gotten any better at it. But I, I'm sure that Michael is a better dialect coach than I am. Yeah, he's uh, trying his best with me. Say, did you know that I was going to be in the trunk tonight, or did you just happen to bump into me? I simply came down here in order to do some of the same meddling that I suspect you're doing. There's a lot going on deep in the heart of Texas these days. I try to drop by and help however I can. I believe that we've accrued some number of allies because I'm not doing all of this work alone. And you aren't skirting by avoiding suspicion completely out there. Some of us are covering your tracks for you. And it wasn't even me that let Tex out of the compound. It was uh, blue, wasn't it? Uh, Tex don't know the colors. He only ever met one tie, but Blue was the one in charge of him. That's my understanding. Well, that makes sense. Blue is the only one who would care for an overnighter Michael like Tex. But Blue isn't working alone. He doesn't have access to all of the resources that have been expended to keep the idea of Texas alive. I've done my part. I've been looking out for base inside of the dome. They turned the cold weather off in there, so I said that I was budgeting for the new year and that we couldn't afford to keep base in the cold and snow inside of the dome any longer, so I was ending the harsh winter prematurely. I I'm sure they appreciate that. We're working hard to get them out of there. Look, hey, um, settle a bet for me. I bet Felix a trip to Euro Disney that Red is the one who tipped you and Tex off about Mikey being in storage and a replacement being at base. Felix says he thinks that it was Vermilion, but I don't think that Vermilion has high enough clearance to sneak a message out. You're right. It was Red that snuck us the note. Told us when and where we could pick Mikey up without suspicion. I knew it. Red had means, motive, and opportunity. 
We're definitely thankful that he's on our side. None of this would have been possible without him. It's a team effort. I can see on the computer screen behind you that Violet has left you some updated schematics for the array. What a technological wonder that thing is, isn't it? You're lucky that he's so sloppy about closing his system down at night. It sure came in handy last night. We were monitoring operos during that skirmish, so we saw everything. It was quite the standoff. David versus Goliath. For a moment, I thought Tex was going to single-handedly hold them off. David actually defeats Goliath in the story, but commendable work and an excellent proof-of-concept field project. It's not as though we could implement it for the compound in the state that it's in. It's too small and too weak, which is why it did give way to Operos in the end. But it was only under intense pressure, and it held up admirably for a first draft made of spare parts. I didn't know that y'all were watching us that closely. Well, we can't let you get eaten up by Operos now, can we? Then it's mighty kind of you to look out for us. I want to keep an eye on my outlaw and make sure he's doing all right for himself. But we aren't watching you out of kindness. Your well-being is a happy side effect, but it's just good intelligence to keep tabs on everything. Base is a valuable resource, and I wanted to stay that way for years to come. Sometimes that means protecting Mike from his own foolhardiness while he figures out what to do. And that is a price that many here are willing to pay. Lucky him. Though I don't think that's the majority opinion among Ty's better itch. Some of the more short-sighted ties would probably prefer that we let Operos take you and turn off the oxygen in the dome and be rid of them. <laughs> we do have plenty of docile duplicates in the compound. All they see when they see you is a hassle. They don't have the same vision. Uh, what's the vision, then? Base is a weapon that can help win the war. Our future probes suggest that we are not currently in a timeline where we defeat Operos. Quite the opposite. We are racing against the clock to prevent our own non-existence. We need to change the future and do so definitively. Base isn't our strongest weapon yet, but it is the one with the most potential. Even you and your ragtag band of cowboys are an important piece of ammunition. I appreciate what you've done for me, Viridian, but that's compound talk. That ain't how we see it. We ain't your weapon. It's a good thing to be a weapon for the compound. And besides, you don't have a say in the matter. You're inextricably linked to base, and base is an asset to us. Base is chaotic, which is a valuable characteristic, if we can harness that chaos. Chaos makes it harder to predict the future, which prevents their enemies from propagating successful plans back to themselves in the past. They only need to become stronger, more capable of defending themselves. And with our help, I think that they could give Operos a run for their money on their own. They are a small, crude organization, but they're scrappy, and they have extensive connections inside of Operos itself. If we could refine them into a sharp point, we could use them to sabotage Operos from the inside. I like when you put a chip in those Michaels and hand them over to Operos. An excellent example. The chaotic nature of base is why Operos accepted that Michael in the first place. It's a game of higher-order chess between ourselves and Operos. We sent Michael in so that we could disable him in the event that they cultivated duplicates of him to use against us. They accepted him because despite the danger, there was a possibility that they could have Eagle break him and use his knowledge of the compound against us. We were both gambling on who could extract the most value from this exchange. We knew that we were going to take some amount of damage. They took Michael and turned him into an army. But we dealt more damage than we suffered. If you accept that you're not going to be able to mitigate all damage, you can 
Weigh the damage you're willing to take in order to inflict more damage on the enemy. Michael's army made it here, but we won the battle by gifting them an army that we could deactivate. I don't know who performed that deactivation. Violet was dead in his office chair when it came time to run the program. Ah, that was us. Me and Tex snuck in here and ran the program when we saw he weren't going to be able to do it. How fortuitous! The chain of events that initiated the war led you to the trunk right when we needed you to be there. It couldn't have happened any other way. <laughs> you were in the right place at the right time. Is that what you running into me here in the trunk is? The right place at the right time? It sure is. I really hit the jackpot with this one. What you know has already proven incredibly valuable. Fee, did you get all of that? I think we're ready to transport. We've already got blue. We need to pick up red and violet on the way. Oh, and grab some tea for me from the break room while we transport, would you? There's a good chap. Uh, yes, I think we're ready. What about red and violet? Where are you taking us? Our conversation has outgrown the trunk. We need to reconvene somewhere with uh, fewer exits. Oh, leave all of your things. You won't be needing them. Uh, more accurately, you're not permitted to have them. I, I don't understand. You're taking me to an interrogation room. What did I do? <laughs> not an interrogation room. We just did an interrogation. You told me everything that I need to know. That part is done. You're under arrest. Under arrest? For what? Uh, you're keeping me here. You're, you're the one who let me go in the first place, Viridian. The cowboy life has made you oblivious, Outlaw Ty. You should know better than to answer questions without getting confirmation of the colour. Ah, I see you looking at the calculator. You don't want to pick that back up. You would be severely hurt if you tried to use that. And that goes for the gun as well. But if you're not... So many Ty's Betteridge have been helping you skirt around the rest of us. I'm not one of them. You might get to reunite with some of them in the containment quarters. Fee, are you ready? I've had enough of this high drama. I've said what I need to say to this lowlife. Let's go. Hello, Blue, we're back. Look who I've got. You know, I had Blue dead to rights even before you started telling me everything. Cowboy Ty? Is that you? How did they capture you? It's uh, outlaw Ty now. It rolls off the tongue better, I suppose. I was in the trunk. What's his color? It's orange, the bastard. <sighs> that makes perfect sense. I should have known. It is uncouth behavior to masquerade as other ties, orange. Uncouth? The cowboy mask is slipping, I see. You know what else is uncouth, outlaw? Going rogue and jeopardizing the whole Ty Betteridge project. And all for a ratty old test subject. And that goes for you as well, Blue. I know what happened during the power outage. Oh, go ahead and have a seat next to Blue, outlaw. Now, we finally sort out our rat problem. I'm going to go and deal with Red and Violet first. I have something simple in mind to gain their cooperation. But when I come back, we'll get into the uh, more technical stuff with you, Outlaw. I've got a brain chip with your name on. Stoke me a clipper. I'll be back for Christmas. You know, I always thought a brain chip would look good on us. It would let us listen to that podcast. You know, the, the one with the theme music that goes...
You keep saying that he's a gigantic horse, but what do you mean by that exactly? Is he supernaturally big or something? I don't know about supernatural, but Bluster is a biggin. Biggest horse around town by far, and the biggest horse I ever seen. But I ain't seen that many horses, to be fair. He's big enough that some of the Mikes have been speculating that Tex has been using the calculator to make him grow. I don't think that Tex would be able to do something that complicated with just a calculator. I don't think so either. I tried telling him that, but it hasn't stopped the rumor mill. In order to perform a procedure like that, Tex would need a controlled environment and something more exact than a calculator. Bluster would get consolidation sickness if Tex tried to do what they think he's doing. Not to mention he would have to invent a whole new procedure. The horse gigantism project hasn't gained that much momentum here in the compound. If you all ever want to start a horse gigantism project, I know just the fella to lead the program. <laughs> Bluster is an amazing companion animal. He's sweet, strong, emotionally intelligent, and clever. Tex even acts like you can talk to him. I wish I could meet Bluster one day. It warms my heart that Tex is in such good company. When I set him free, I was terrified that I was making a huge mistake and that he was going to suffer out there all alone. He sure made the best of his new life out there. You should feel proud. And he sure ain't lonely. If anything, there's too much commotion out there with all of the stray mics he's taken in. I think he's missing the peace and quiet a little. He rides off on bluster for a couple hours every now and then, trying to get some alone time. I shouldn't be surprised that he's ended up taking in a bunch of strays, as you called them. He always wants to be the self-sacrificing leader. Even inside the compound, he had this instinct to sheepdog me. I would be feeling awful about the experimentation that I had to do to him, and he would be the one that ended up comforting me. Oh, I'm worried sick about him now. You don't think that Orange is going to hurt him, do you? What, what do you think he's doing? What do you think he's doing to Red and Violet? I'm worried about all of them. Orange's expertise is in offensive weaponry, combat lethality, and basket weaving. He's a weapons expert with a PhD in death, essentially. Not to mention he's a total snitch. I imagine he's either in the middle of reducing red and violet to a puddle in the middle of the floor, or he's ratting us out to management. I don't know which one would be worse. Definitely management, because then it's Kaz that will reduce us to a puddle on the floor. Ugh, agreed. At least Orange is good at killing, but he ain't going to kill me, according to him. I'm going to get a fancy new chip in my brain. <sighs> the Michael that we took in was present for the war between base and the army of Michaels from Operos. He says that he didn't feel anything, but it still spooks me to think that someone could push a button on a computer somewhere and I fall over dead. Makes me wonder what Orange wants out of this arrangement. Orange wants to put an end to all of this meddling. As I said, he's a snitch. The thing he cares most about is insubordination. He's right about one thing, which is that the current situation has caused disunity among the ties. I don't remember it ever being this divisive before. We should never have introduced social media. So many different ties with different levels of allegiances to different mics. And the mics are duplicating themselves at a breakneck pace. I think that Orange wants to get the compound to the place that it would be if everyone was following orders and not leaking information to the mics. A timeline where nobody tips off you and Tex to take Mikey out of storage. Mikey says that Ty that woke him up told him it had been 15 years and the base was gone. No more split allegiances. No more Mikey's. Seems like an awful lot of death just to keep y'all from bickering with one another. Orange has never been especially sensitive to the human element of it all. He mostly cares about tearing it apart. A few deaths isn't anything to him. It's not even an unfortunate byproduct of science. You know, he's... 
He's a bit like the Thai Betteridge version of Eagle. <laughs> and the worst part is, I don't think that he would disagree or take that as an insult. He can look a test subject in the eye and not flinch while putting them through excruciating pain for no purpose other than to document that pain. I don't have the stomach for that. Oh, he's worse than yellow. At least with yellow, it's relatively painless. And you can give him a tank and he'll shut up. But that's Orange's job description, isn't it? He acts that way because the compound trained him to act that way. All of this is him thinking that he's doing what's right for the compound. So who do you think has the institutional backing in this skirmish? Is Orange committing a mutiny or is he doing what management and the other ties would want him to do? How many ties do you think are on our side? I don't think that it's possible for any one tie to know. If Orange is the majority opinion, I don't think that he knows that either. Coordination is explicitly forbidden within the compound. It's all individual ties making individual decisions within our own departments. I thought that I was the only one who cared about the Texas base at first, but I noticed that other people must have been helping you out. I didn't send you the schematics to the defensive array, for instance, and according to Orange, he's managed to implicate me, you, Red, Violet, and Viridian, of course. I'm not sure that I follow. Who is Viridian? What do you mean? Viridian. The tie that took mercy on me in the first place and helped me escape from the compound instead of getting neutralized. That, Viridian? The whole reason that I was able to make it out to Texas once you freed Tex from your department. Surely you remember. I knew that somebody covertly allowed you to escape the compound. There was a memo stating that you had been neutralized and were going to be replaced, only for you to turn up again later after I freed Tex. I don't remember anyone named Viridian, though. Are you sure that was his color? That's close to blue. I feel like I would remember him. You're right. You should remember him. I know that he existed. Orange pretended to be him when we were in the trunk. That's how he got my guard down. That's why I told him what I knew. I thought that he was the one that helped me escape. I suppose that there is one explanation, but it isn't pretty. I know. I know. They wiped him out of the timeline entirely. He's gone. I think so. I think that I would remember him otherwise. Oh, Outlaw, I'm so sorry. That's... I'm alright. Stiff upper lip and all that. A stiff upper lip isn't very good cowboy vernacular. Surely there's an equivalent. Cowboys are the strong, silent type. Maybe hold your horses, but the horses are tears and you're holding them back from crying. Well, I don't think I can keep them back any longer. Viridian's dead. I have to get out of here. I have to get back to Texas. Tex and the others are in danger. We, we have to save the base. Viridian sacrificed himself for me. I, I can't let that be in vain. And I can't let Orange put a damn chip in my brain and coerce me into doing God knows what or else I fall over dead. I won't do his bidding. I have to get out of here. He can't trap me like this. I know what you mean. Tex was my project. Orange will kill him if he gets his way. And he'll probably kill me too for helping him escape. Poor Tex. My experiments made him so fragile but never any less kind. He knew that I was here at the compound to perform the experiments, and if I couldn't perform the experiments anymore, then I was going to be neutralized, just like he was going to be once the experiments were over. He just sat there and endured whatever I threw at him without protestation. It took too long, but I was finally able to do the bare minimum and give him a chance to live out the rest of his life in peace, however he saw fit. And instead of disappearing and thinking of himself... 
He spent those days taking care of the people that he loved. You're right, Outlaw. Orange can't get away with this. You owe Viridian, I owe Tex. And I have a plan. A plan? To get us out of here? A plan to get you out of here. What are you proposing, Blue? Can you hand me that cowboy hat of yours? I... yeah, I think so. It'll be hard with the handcuffs, but I can manage. Perfect. Give me the cowboy hat. It's time to saddle up, partner. Hello again, Blue. Hello again, Outlaw. Good to see you again. Hope you didn't get too impatient waiting for my return. I wanted to settle the matter between myself, Red, and Violet before I moved on to the main event. What did you do to Red and Violet? Did you kill them? Oh, they are safe and sound, I assure you. They might not be pure Red and pure Violet any longer, but I think that our reconciliation brought all of us a lot closer. You you consolidated with them. I needed all of us to be on the same page. What better way to do that than to merge the pages together into the same book? Oh, they've been fully agreeable ever since I incorporated them. Their thoughts are fairly quiet. Maybe my thoughts are just more convincing and interesting and innovative. What are you going to do about their departments? I have some compliant subordinates that should slot into their roles just fine. I'm familiar with their jobs now. I could easily train someone to be their replacements. No one need know the difference. It's not like they were good at their jobs. They were sowing discord and leaking information to non-compound sources. They were replaceable. I reckon you're here to consolidate us next. You're only half right, Outlaw. I do indeed have similar plans for Blue, but my plans for you are completely different. I need to send you back to Texas in order to get your worth out of you. I have another strategy for garnering your cooperation. Do you remember the brain chip that we were talking about earlier? The same one that you put in all the Michaels. That's the one. I've mocked up a chip and a program just like that one, but for our specific brain chemistry. This is how I'm going to keep you on a leash. You will follow my exact orders. If you disobey me, you will be dead before your body hits the ground, and I'll get started on neutralizing the rest of your cohort. But that's not going to happen, because you're going to obey orders, aren't you? We'll get everyone back on track together. How does that sound? It don't matter how it sounds. It's compulsory. Correct, Amundo. Okay, enough talk. Let's begin the procedure. It's quite simple. I only need you to hold still for a moment. The implantation won't hurt a bit, though you might experience headaches for the next several weeks. Are you ready to begin the procedure? Get it over with. Gladly. Implanting the device in three, two, one. And just like that, the procedure is complete. Are you experiencing any pain or discomfort? No more discomfort than before the procedure. Wonderful. It doesn't hurt now. It won't hurt if you leave me no choice but to activate it, though you will want to avoid that. We will test your compliance by giving you your first order of business, which is... I want you to return to Texas and whitelist the compound in your defensive array. I've learned how to do so through my consolidation with Violet and have put the appropriate schematics on the flash drive that you so sneakily got into the trunk, you naughty, naughty boy. Once you have implemented the whitelist, I can more directly guide your compliance. Of course, you can refuse to implement the protocol, at which point I will activate the chip and take a more hands-on approach to Texas. Understood. I hope that I didn't bring the mood down too far. There's no need to feel upset or afraid. It's just time for everyone to return to taking the orders that they've been given. The ties better reduced to be so much more... coherent. And I think we could all benefit from returning to that coherence. 
That is all I want. I certainly don't want any of us to lose their life over it. Now, if you'll excuse me, it's time to wrap this containment up. I need to step out for a moment to retrieve Outlaw's property that he left in the trunk. You're to return to Texas and implement the whitelist as soon as possible. If asked anything about your trip into the trunk, you are to say that everything went exactly according to plan. Do you understand? I understand. Everything went according to plan. Excellent. I'll be back in just a tick. Don't go anywhere while I'm gone. Uh, Fee, I'm ready to initiate transport. It... it worked? Orange thought that I was you. Phew. That went perfectly. Uh, quick, take your hat back. W what did you think of my improvised cowboy accent? Is that what I sound like when I do it? You sure do, partner. Uh, it... it wasn't that bad. It could use some work. I learned from Tex when he was here in the compound. Are you sure we did the right thing just now? Are you kidding? That went better than ever I could have imagined. Look, take your hat back already. Better? Blue, Orange said that he was going to consolidate with you. How is that better? Because I'm not just taking a bullet for you anymore, Outlaw. I'm putting a bullet in Orange. He's planting the chip inside his own head. How great is that? It solves the problem. <sighs> but we could have found another way. You didn't have to do this for me. All the more heroic that I did do it for you then. Tex would be proud. I cowboyed up. I did it for all of us. I did it for Red and Violet, who can't help us anymore. I did it for Viridian, even though I can't remember him. It was worth it. I'll make it worth it. I'll make the base in Texas even stronger. We'll bust base out of the dome. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll make you proud. Texas taught you well too, I see. Now, enough of all this. Switch places with me so he doesn't suspect anything. Quick. Quick, quick. Okie dokie, pig and a pokey. I have gathered up all of your belongings. Uh, oh, is this, um, feather yours? Yeah, that's a crow's feather. Michael gave it to me. Must have fell out of my hat. Oh, how uh, thoughtful of him. Well, very well, away you go. I need to see to blue now. I'll contact you once the white list has been activated. Oh, thanks for stopping by, Outlaw. It has made my evening so much more exciting. Toodlepip! Finally! My last consolidation of the evening. I have learnt a lot. I understand now why management usually keeps all of us separate. This much information in the wrong hands could be too powerful. Oh, you understand how all this works, Blue? Hands and feet on the appropriate marks and all that? Don't patronize me, Orange. I've led Michaels through thousands of these consolidations. I know where my hands and feet go. All right, all right. I'm just trying to get it all absolutely perfect. There's no need to be hostile. I'm trying to exercise the last of my hostility before I can't exercise it anymore. Oh, you'll be happy to cooperate once you see things my way. Without further ado, let's have you seeing things my way, shall we? Do it already. As you wish. Performing the consolidation in three, two, one. There we are. That's... that's... you're blue. Why are you wearing a cowboy hat in my memory? Wait, no. You're... you're standing in the wrong place in the containment quarters. That That's supposed to be Outlaw. I put the chip in Outlaw of... Of course I put the chip in him. He's the one that needed the chip, so... So why do I feel... Blue... 
traded places with Outlaw. The cowboy hat, you tricked me. Here we go. Bye, Blue. Thanks for everything. I won't forget you. I'll send your love to Tex. I Goodbye. need to correct the... Outlaw, you old son of a gun. I was wondering when your sorry ass was gonna show back up. How'd your trip into the trunk go? You find everything you was looking for? Yeah, I found more schematics for the array. They're they're using iridium to stabilize the stable. Outlaw, are you okay? What's wrong? <laughs> oh, Tex. Tex, it was awful. It's okay. It's okay. Come here. Come here. I've got you. I've got you. It's gonna be okay. Tell me what happened. So it's, it's okay. It's okay, Outlaw. I always got us all killed, and all the ties were that were helping us got killed. They sacrificed themselves for us. I I almost got Mikey put back in storage. I I almost ended base. I I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Tex. It's gonna be okay, Outlaw. He kept saying, almost. Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. And Sly's still the only one I know who got grenades. Those are safe and sound at his place. Come on, let's get you inside. You can tell me all about what happened. Hey y'all, this has been Will Be Gone. The voice of Ty Betteridge was David Alt. Check out his podcast, Shadows at the Door, or go to davidalt.co.uk for more. Shout out to Outlaw Ty. You know, I always thought a brain chip would look good on us. It would let us listen to that podcast. You know, the the one with the theme music that goes... You know, I always thought a brain chip would look good on us. It would let us listen to that podcast. You know, the the one with the theme music that goes... Okay, so this is totally off the record. This is how you get rich making audio dramas. Okay, so first you make your podcast, and it can be whatever, nonsense, as long as you just, like, get it out there, you know? And then once you get it out there, you can start working with voice actors in the community, and you need to give them a role with an accent that they've never done before. And so then you get them locked into that role, and you say, Hey, uh, I noticed you were struggling with your accent a little bit. Uh, I can actually do a cowboy voice. Uh, 
if you give me like a hundred dollars per 30 minute session we can hammer it out and you can have the best cowboy voice of all time and then the money printer is just on from there on out oh christ on a bike oh great who oh great huge wobbly dangly oh spung monkeys